Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and our Voice of Prophecy speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. The quartet starts this program with a song that echoes the feelings of everyone who looks forward to a better life when we all get to heaven. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed. He'll prepare us a place when we all when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Soon his beauty we'll behold Soon the pearly gates will open We shall tread the streets of gold When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout, we'll ring it out. We'll shout. Father which art in heaven, we come before thee today to seek thy blessing upon the broadcast of the voice of prophecy. And, O Lord, we pray for the peace of the world. We pray for the rulers of the world, that they may give their people religious liberty. And all of us, O Lord, in the parts of the country that are being destroyed by drought, call upon thee earnestly to send thy rain over the land. O oh God, we repent of our sins. Help us to serve Thee 
In Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. does not give us the day nor the hour, but it clearly assures us that Christ is coming again. The song brought to us now by Miss Del Delker puts it this way, One day he's coming, O glorious day. Free. 
the skies with his glory will shine. Wonderful day, my beloved ones bringing glorious Savior, this Jesus is mine. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away. Rising he justified, freely Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, Utopia in Prophecy. In 1516, Sir Thomas More wrote a book describing an ideal commonwealth on an imaginary island. It was supposed to be perfect in politics and law and art and everything else. He used the imaginary name Utopia. U meaning not and topos, place, not a place. Sir Thomas More knew there was no such place and no doubt believed there never would be such a place in this imperfect world. Centuries before, Plato had written his famous Republic. Then came Campanella's City of the Sun and later on Bellamy's Looking Backward. Many others. Earth has had many philosophers and many dreamers looking forward, hoping, even working for the dreamland of perfection. For heaven on earth where man would be as good as his words and as happy as his dreams. But so far, it has never come. And today we seem to live in a world which is universally tense, worried, troubled, as never before. We have not only death and taxes to worry about, but world wars, international confusion. At last, those in the farthest, most isolated places may well worry that the very air they breathe may be so contaminated as to be dangerous to life itself. What a world! What an age! What a day! Yet men keep on hoping for some utopia, and well they may. The Holy Scripture plainly, definitely describes such a place, such an age. This universal desire for better conditions comes from God himself. When the earth was first created, God declared it was very good. And it was his plan that it should always be good. When his plan is at last carried out, it will again be good, because the word of God cannot be broken. John 10:35 says so. Today we see the evidence of evil. Unemployment, bad housing, lack of food, necessities of life, crime, corruption, revolution, injustice, sickness, suffering, and death. We see whole nations ruled by the hand of tyranny, Millions living in expectation of evil tidings. All these things must be eradicated before the perfect utopia can come, the utopia of scripture prophecy. 
Some of the conditions which must be changed are pictured by the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 3, the first five verses, where he mentions 19 sins as being committed by those who have a form of godliness and profess religion. This know also, he says, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Four men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, disobedient to parents, and so forth. Nineteen sins mentioned. In Isaiah 59, 13 and onward, the same condition is described in different words. The prophet says, in transgressing and lying against the Lord, departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. He goes on and describes the condition almost like the apostle. In some parts of the world there are great economic inequalities. Conflicts of interest between the haves and the have-nots develop into crisis after crisis. The prophecy of this is found in James 5 and the first eight verses. It's quite clear that these conditions will continue until the second coming of Christ. We discover this by comparing Luke 17:26 with Genesis, the sixth chapter. As it was in the days before the flood, it shall be in the days before Christ's return. To meet this, there must be justice for all, universal employment, plentiful food, universal education, universal health, and even the eradication of death itself in this world. Is such a condition predicted in holy prophecy? May we hope for such radical advances in human betterment? To answer these questions, we read the prophecy of Revelation 21.4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. There it is in plain words, the former things passed away. Read another prophecy of the same new earth time in Isaiah 65, 21. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit, not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people. That's the tree of life, of course. And mine elect shall long enjoy the works of their hands. Real people, a real country, real rewards for their labor. They do not work hard and then turn the result of their labor over to someone else. But beyond all this, there's no worry, no sorrow of heart. For in verse 17 we read, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind, or as the margin says, come upon the heart. Friends, we ought to have a place in that land. Those ideal conditions, not only in the United States, but in all the countries of the world, that's God's plan. It's truly coming according to Holy Scripture. But we shall not call this coming perfect land utopia, but E-U-T-O-P-I-A. The first word means no place, but E-U-T-O-P-I-A means good place. This will be a good land, a good time, and a good place. Blessed are the meek, said Jesus, for they shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5, 5. They do not inherit it now, but they shall. At the end of Daniel's great prophecy of world nations, in the second chapter of Daniel, verse 44, we find these words. In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people 
but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. The four great world empires have passed in review, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. We are now down in the feet and toes of iron and clay of the image prophecy of the disintegrating nations of this earth. But before the great nations of Western Europe pass away, the God of heaven shall set up his kingdom. This comes at the second coming of Christ. For we read in Matthew 25:31, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. You see, the throne and the kingdom are together. They go together. Again in Daniel 7:22, at the climax prophecy of the wild beasts, we find these words. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. And the kingdom and dominion and greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. Isn't that wonderful? A real promise that is. And it's in perfect agreement with the prophecy of Revelation 11:15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. He shall reign forever and ever. So you see, the coming kingdom is not to pass away. It's to be forever because it's the kingdom of Christ in glory, right here on earth. The signs of the times indicate that this prophetic utopia to which the whole creation moves is coming soon. These signs are clearly declared in the 24th chapter of Matthew and the 23rd chapter of Luke. Among them are, first, world preparation for war, vast sums of money beyond the imagination of man being spent for war or its preparation. Second, world planning and crying for peace at the same time. We know that's true today. Next, world preaching of the gospel. And that's a wonderful and encouraging sign. And then, fourth, events concerning the Near East and the city of Jerusalem. We're all watching that part of the world today. It's one of the trouble centers of the earth from which great tensions radiate out over the world. Five, a great spiritual declension in the Christian church, an apostasy from the original early faith of Christianity. Six, universal preaching and proclamation of the second coming of Christ. Here's a prophecy of that in Matthew 24:32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree, said Jesus. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. When we see the leaves coming out, especially on the fig tree, which is very early, we know that spring is here and that summer is coming. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that he is near, that it is near. The margin says he, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now, we do not know the year or the day of it, but we certainly may know and should know when it is near. In fact, we're commanded to know when it's near. Now, listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, first six verses. We'll read them carefully. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord 
so cometh as a thief in the night, that is, unexpectedly. For when they shall say, Peace, safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travel upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. So it was written, thus it was written, and thus it shall be. Let us indeed watch, friends, for in all these things God speaks to modern man. He's speaking to you and to me in these events. Remember this once and for all. The perfect utopia of prophecy comes by divine intervention, not by human building or human plans. It involves a world super-government under the dictatorship of the master mind of the ages, the resurrected carpenter of Nazareth, with an appointed cabinet of twelve immortal men, the twelve apostles. This we read in Matthew 19:28. Many other scriptures might give you Revelation 19:11 and Matthew 24:31. Read them at your leisure. We read of him, this coming world ruler, Jesus Christ, in Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Notice that, government. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And now notice where he rules and how wide his rulership will be. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And so it will. From the holy book of Scripture comes the reply of the spirit of prophecy to the universal question of today. Prophets and kings will meet with gospel workers, all of them victorious after the conflict of the ages. What a day that will be. The drama of the ages will finally be completed. The great controversy between good and evil ended. This, my friends, is the hope of the world, the desire of ages, which will usher in our paradise home. For so the Bible speaks, and the great prophecies of Daniel and the Revelation prove these things to be true. They are taught in Holy Scriptures from the very first. In fact, they are the prophetic faith of our fathers. And what is our duty? We are to go forth and preach the gospel, help the sick and the afflicted to a ministry of healing. Like a new Acts of the Apostles, every believer in present truth is now called. As we study our day in the light of prophecy, we get a vision of past, present, and future, which lends new light to our times and their meaning. We must give ourselves to daily Bible readings that we may review the past and herald the advent of the coming King. It is our privilege to live in these times and to recognize the signs of the times in which we live. And hope, my friends, our hope is the blessed hope, Jesus only. 
Let us surrender to him fully and obey him that we may rejoice and see him when he comes. Lo, he comes with clouds descending once for favored sinners slain. Thousand, thousand saints attending Swell the triumph of his train Hallelujah, hallelujah God appears on earth to reign Yea, amen, let all adore thee This is Orville Iverson of the Voice of Prophecy saying, Keep looking up, going forward in faith. Have faith in God beyond laughter and sorrow. Have faith in God with no worry to borrow. Have faith in God and his world of tomorrow. Have faith, dear friend, in God. Join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.